0: everybody, I'm Kelly Ellers, Jeffrey Lennon, and this is Volume Up by the Tees. So, our main gal signed a tell-all memoir, and the question is, do you think she signed for too little?
1: I mean, it's Britney, bitch. Um, $15 million seems low, uh, considering Same. what she's been through. Mm-hmm. I want her to have all of the money. Uh, But Mm -hmm. we talked about this. I feel like she's probably got some sort of back end deal. I would expect the sales are going to be astronomical. Mm -hmm. And if she's smart and she's got good people, like it sounds like she does, like hopefully they're looking out and this is just like a 15 million dollar advance, in which case like, yes,
0: let's call it an advance.
1: Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's (laughs) manifest that for her because she deserves the world. So
0: you do. Yeah, I mean, she does. You're correct. As do you, Jeffrey. (laughs)
1: As do you. Are you going to read the memoir?
0: Yes, I am. I'm going cover to, to cover. I'm going to either audio book it, which I hope she reads. Let's. She do,
1: but that's the opportunity. That, that's I didn't what even... I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Ooh. In her. Straight from her. Yeah. book. Oh, you got it. Mm-hmm. Ooh.
0: And you know, th- here's another lady that I'm digging these days is Anna Delvey. Have you watched it on <laughs> Netflix? I feel like I want to speak in a German accent. I'm not kidding. <laughs>
1: You know, I've just seen the clips, uh, oh. Shondaland stuff. I, I can't really get into. I, I hate watched Bridgerton. Um,
0: okay. All but right.
1: but but I've heard, you know, the clips are convincing. The accent is perplexing enough to maybe keep me entertained. So you're saying it's okay. worth watching. It's worth hundred percent. Yes. Okay. All right. Go All for right. it. All right. All right. You heard it here. Let's everybody.
0: meet back here next Monday and we'll talk okay. about it. So get in a couple episodes. <laughs>
1: okay. Maybe we'll speak in a German accent.
0: Yes, I'm Anna Delavi. Okay. All right. Here we go. On last week's episode, we talked with Kenya Miramontes. Kenya is the founder and CEO of Kalen Skin Studio in Texas. After suffering with skin issues for 12 years, she started Kalen Skin Studio in 2018 to help people get the skin they deserve. Kenya has a dual license in massage therapy and aesthetics with 10 years' experience and is also a certified. Dermalogica expert, and pure sculpt specialist. We like some sculpting. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) The studio specializes in clearing acne, reducing acne marks, evening out all of the skin tone, and just overall resurfacing the skin, which we also are here for all day. If you like learning more about the industry and those who are enacting change and creating a better world, make sure that you subscribe, rate and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at ReadTheTease and send in questions. To volume up at thetease.com.
1: On this week's episode, we welcome Carrie Esser. Carrie is a creative makeup artist and body painter based in Arizona. Carrie is self taught, who dove into the world of creative makeup and body art in 2013. Carrie is continuously experimenting through trial and error, and her hard work has paid off throughout the years. She competed in the Face Awards USA, where she made the top 12 in 2018 and the top five in 2019. Carrie then competed in the second season of Snapchat's illusion makeup competition, Fake Up, in 2020, winning two of the weekly challenges and ultimately coming in second among a multitude of incredibly talented makeup artists. Carrie's accomplishments do not end there. In 2021, Carrie was not only nominated for the Creative Makeup Artist of the Year at the American Influencer Awards, but ended up winning the honor. This was an incredibly fun interview, and we can't wait for you guys to hear what she has to say about her experience and how she goes about creating content, especially on TikTok, where she's huge. But before we get to the interview, there's something we got to talk about. Kelly, what is it?
0: So back before we launched the Tease Media, our OG sort of test market product was a little something we called the Hello Salon Pro Box. And the thought was to have five full-size products in the box every other month, to subscribers and influencers out there influencing where brands could participate. So I'm personally in love with the February box that there is a handful of them left. If you head on over to thetease.com, you can check it out there. This month's brand is Bubble. Um, Have you heard of Bubble Skincare?
1: I have because of the teas and Hello Salon oh, Pro. Honestly, I've before, But the packaging is incredible. So please keep yes. going.
0: It's the kind of package that you want to keep packaging mm-hmm. and you want to have mm-hmm. it on your shelf. It's so well done. The logo is so well done. So we're popping in five full-size products, skincare. So we've got bounce back, level up, fresh start, wipe out from makeup remover to cleanser to toner to uh, moisturizer. They're all in there. And it's a discounted price of $24.99 for all five. So head on over to thetease.com. Thanks to our friends over at Bubble. We love this. We love this for us and for all of you.
1: Especially for all of you. And speaking of thetease.com, there's so much going on on the .com this week and every week. The editorial team has been hard at work uncovering industry news, looking into trends and diving into brands that you don't know but should. And here are some of our favorite headlines. First up. Lucy Hale is Wella Professionals' newest brand ambassador. That's right, Lucy Hale. Congrats are in order. The actress has just added an exciting role to her already impressive resume, North American brand ambassador for Wella Professionals. Considering how she's pretty much the queen of hair color transformations, this partnership is certainly a match made in hair heaven. And to kick off her new role, Hale has teamed up with a professional hair care brand for the launch of their new Shinefinity color glaze. Available in 32 shades, this zero-lift, zero-damage color lace can be used on natural color, after-blonding services, or standalone for silky and healthier-looking hair. Kelly, did you see this coming for our pretty little liar?
0: You know, first of all, love the show. And yes, I think it's a perfect combination. I mean, in the promotional materials, she is sporting what we like to call an expensive brunette, which I am making my way back to, by the way. And so this launch for me is great. Maybe I'll just try some Shinefinity. And I love the zero lift glaze too, because we want some shiny, expensive brunette. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: We do. Uh, <laughs> now, the, the other thing is that her hair is quite short. Are you inspired? I'm One of these days you're going to get a bob and I'm going to be blown away. Mm-hmm. We've one of these you days,
0: <laughs> you know, I got to tell you a funny story because on my 40th birthday, my mom happened to be in town. Who's a salon pro. And she was like, Cal is gotta go. And she cut off, mom, you're listening. I know you are. She cut off many more inches than was (laughs) agreed upon. (laughs) Agreed upon. It was a true, true midlife crisis for me. Mm, And mm. so, although that's been a couple of years ago, it's real fresh still. So, mom, okay. So, you're not willing to go back. Yeah. So, mom, when I looked at the kitchen floor, it wasn't. This, the split ends, there were inches of hair there. So anyway, I'll let you know when that wound heals and maybe I will sport a bob.
1: Okay, We'll (laughs) we'll wait a couple of years for that bad boy. All right. Also on the tease.com Odell just released its new moisture mask. Here's what you need to know. If you're someone who regularly frequents targets hair aisles and who doesn't, chances are you've heard or seen Odell. The clean hair care brand is one that hair lovers can't get enough of thanks to its long-grade formulas, super chic packaging, and highly accessible price point. This week, the Odell Moisture Mask $12.99 officially made its debut, and spoiler alert, it's next-level good. This new ultra-hydrating in-shower treatment works to nourish lackluster parched and damaged locks back to their full health. Best of all, it's suitable for all hair types, which we love on the tees, is gender neutral, which we also love, Mm -hmm. and is totally meant to be shared, just like the brand's other offerings. So kudos to them. Kelly, have you shopped Odell before?
0: I have not, but I am not against it. I think that what I love, again, like you mentioned, gender neutral. um, I love the fact that the price point is right there for any consumer to try because we all deserved the most moisturized locks possible. I also like that it's an in shower treatment because I have a tendency to like put masks on and then, you know, saunter about the house for hours with the mask on (laughs) because I want to get the full efficacy. And I think with this, it would just like speed up my, my time altogether.
1: And you can get it when you're shopping for your other rando things. Love it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm honestly obsessed. I love their packaging. Always have. So yes. excited to see about this. Uh, another thing that I'm really excited about that is on thetease.com, uh, speaking about packaging specifically, mm-hmm. uh, this article is entitled Blind Barber Unveils New Eco-Friendly Packaging and Expanded Skincare Line. We love Blind Barber. We mm-hmm. love these products. Let's talk about it. So when Blind Barber first launched its grooming line in 2012, the New York City Barbershop and Lounge set out to essentially bottle up the spirit of their barbershop and create high-quality products for their growing community of barbers and customers. Now, a decade later, the brand's taking this mission one step further by expanding its skincare line and making their product offerings better for the environment, too. In February, Blind Barber released five new skincare products, taking their current skincare line up from two to seven all with new eco-friendly packaging. The recent additions, which range in price from $20 to $22, include a hydrating balm, a foaming cleanser, a face scrub, an under eye cream, and a balancing toner. Kelly, is it time to upgrade Chris's skincare?
0: Yes. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, he comes down the stairs this morning and goes, do you have any cream to put on my face?
1: And I go- Boom. Did you
0: see, have you opened up just one of the drawers, just one of them, right?
1: It's about to be Ooh, something. There's,
0: there's plenty. I think a few new arrived this week. I mean, shout out to youth to the people. It's mm. also a favorite of mine. Mm. I think it's, I mean, blind barber, everything they touch is magic, including the beautiful packaging, eco-friendly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I love the fact that if you're in the barbershop, it's like. Any man, they're, you're probably going to buy some at checkout. Yeah, need some, but maybe not make a special trip to retail, to Sephora, yeah. to anywhere to buy it. So I love the thought. I think that them expanding on their product line and expertise, go blind barber.
1: Hell yeah. And read the tease.com, guys. See what's there. Check out these articles and more. There's a million updates every single week. As always, so much going on on thetees.com. Thank you to our hardworking editors. We are proud to publish the stories that salon pros and consumers care about. And now, my interview with Carrie Esser. Today on the podcast, I am joined by Carrie Esser. Carrie Esser is a creative makeup artist and body painter based in Arizona. She's a self taught artist who dove into the world of creative makeup and body art in 2013. Carrie is continuously experimenting through trial and error, and her hard work has paid off throughout the years. In 2018 and 19, Carrie competed in the Face Awards USA, where she made the top 12 in 2018 and top five in 2019. Carrie then competed in the second season of Snapchat's Illusion Makeup Competition, Fake Up, in 2020. Carrie won two of the weekly challenges and one runner-up against a multitude of talented artists. Carrie's accomplishments do not end there. In 2021, Carrie was not only nominated for the Creative Makeup Artist of the Year Award at the American Influencer Awards, but ended up winning the title. Congratulations and welcome to the Volume Up podcast, Carrie. How's it going?
2: Hi, Jeffrey. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to, you know, chat about some makeup and social media today with you.
1: Amazing. We are so happy to have you. Let's just get it started. For those who've been living under a rock and are not following you on TikTok, how did you get your start?
2: Yeah, so my start, it was really with the art of everything, which transitioned into makeup. Growing up, I was into everything creative, um, crafting. I would come home from school and have Sharpie up and down my arm with drawings, and my mom would have a great concern for that. Uh uh (laughs) But um, that led me into really practicing the creative aspect of makeup. Um, And I started during Halloween and just continued from there. It was you know, creating and then taking photos and posting it on social media was kind of where I was able to bring my art to other people, um, which I thought was a really great part of it to be able to share it. So I started on Instagram and things moved kind of slowly. And then over the years, I kept growing and trying the different platforms and eventually got to TikTok, um, (laughs) which is a very unique place to be. But yeah, I've been able to build a following over there on TikTok and Snapchat and be in these
1: different competitions. So what's it been like as a self-taught artist? I mean, we talked a little bit about in your bio, like you're experimenting. It's trial and error. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Like walk us through, like, how did you find the brands that you were obsessed with? Like we want to hear all of it. Like what is the creative process? Break it down for us.
2: Sure. Yeah. I have a strong appreciation for being a self-taught artist. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that it was able to give me like a really natural progression from loving this art form, moving into posting on social media, and then having brands find me and connecting with brands, getting PR, and then really turning my makeup into a business with creating content and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so much of it is involved with trial and error for the most part, I would say 90% of my work is self-taught. And one of the really cool elements about that is photographing your work, being able to look at it a year later and be like, oh, I can do this better. Or I have learned how to do this better. And just finding ways to improve without putting that pressure on yourself of being perfect. (laughs) I think eliminating that pressure of Every single makeup needs to be perfect. Allows for a lot more creative freedom.
1: Oh, love that. And you've done so much. There's plenty of freedom, as you know, people that are following you know. Uh, what is your favorite look creation that you've done? Again, and there's so many. You're in, like this is a, not a visual medium, but you are also rocking some incredible stuff today. Like, let's break it down. What is the favorite? The best things that you love that you've done.
2: Sure. Yeah, that um, you could not be more spot on. It is very challenging to pick a favorite. Um, But one of my absolute favorites that was up there was a stop motion makeup that I did in 2020. It was during the pandemic. I had a lot of time on my hands and had been wanting to do a stop motion makeup for a long time. So I sat down. You have to be very precise when you're doing (laughs) this. It was 500 photos later, four and a half hours, which honestly was not too bad. I thought it was going to take a lot longer, but, um, yeah, I created a stop motion makeup and it is something that I'm very, very proud of and something that I want to try again in the near future. Once I carve that time out for myself, um, that's yeah, that's definitely one of my favorites.
1: Ugh, love that. Well, we will make sure to link it in the show notes so that everybody can go and see it. Uh, and yeah, we'll maybe see if you recreate or do something, you know, in the same vein in terms of the stop motion aspect in the future. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, so much of the work that you do is makeup for yourself and then putting it out there and showing folks how to do it, how you've done it, et cetera. Do you ever work with clients? Do you do makeup for friends and family? Like, let's. What does that look like?
2: The answer is yes. I do okay. makeup up for <laughs> others and on others. I will say I definitely had a lot more work on clients before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people can relate to you know this story. But um, yeah, I was doing a lot more bridal makeup, special occasion makeup, some of the creative makeup on other people. Um, but yeah, when the pandemic hit, I was Kind of thrown into focusing on creating on myself and um, doing content creation, which has been so fabulous. I have a huge love and passion for it. And it also helped me realize that. I do like doing makeup on other people, but I prefer doing the creative makeup on other people. Um, I've moved away from bridal makeup and um, traditional makeup, but friends and family still get (laughs) they still get the special occasion makeup when they want and need it. So,
1: (laughs) yeah, lucky lucky friends and (laughs) fam. All right, so talk to us about makeup. I mean, when we brought up the bio, this is a. Big deal. So you jump in. What was your experience like? I mean, this is not for the faint of heart. It's like the top of the top people that are creating this content. And like you were racking up wins. I mean, these are to be commended. So talk to us about that.
2: Yeah, I was obviously so excited when I was approached um, to be on Fake Up, which is on Snapchat. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was my first look at being in a competition reality type show. I was very competitive growing up. I was in competitive gymnastics and other sports. And it's been really cool seeing that translate into the makeup world now. Because I really believe that putting yourself into those competitive situations is where you can see the most growth and have those opportunities to push yourself to do things that you don't normally do. So it's been really cool... After Fake Up, seeing how that has leveled up my art since then mm. um, and how I'm able to look at things differently and be like, oh, I can take that to the next level because I know I like I want to try that. But yeah, I think that Fake Up was such a cool place to be able to sit in a room with other talented artists mm-hmm. and paint together and be able to see these different ideas come to life in the same room.
1: Ugh. Love that! It's such a cool experience. I mean, and for those that don't know, you came up almost one runner-up. I mean, it's you know, lots of pressure, almost there. Um, but the experience alone, I'm sure, is you know, crazy to have to have had that. Uh, what is your biggest takeaway? I mean, you talked a little bit about the camaraderie, being inspired by others. Is that like the the biggest, like most formative memory from that experience?
2: Yeah, um, I will definitely say one of my main highlights was you know being able to have those friendships in person with these people who I normally see online. Um, So Mm -hmm. that was great and definitely left lasting connections. Mm -hmm. Um, But it also really helped push me a little bit more into illusion makeup. Um, And Mm -hmm. I do think that's where one of my misses was on the show is that I thought I was really pushing illusion makeup, but I wasn't to the fullest potential.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, And like really that, that, style of makeup is so interesting to look at. And it's also a fun challenge to create. So um, yeah, fake up had helped me push a lot into that direction.
1: Incredible. What was your favorite look? I mean, you talked about things that you would do differently now you've learned, but like from the show, looking back again, you won some challenges. You almost won the whole damn thing. What was your favorite look that you created?
2: My favorite was for the challenge missing pieces. I did a kind of skin tone skeleton that had a galaxy in the background. It was a very three-dimensional piece. And I also had missing puzzle pieces out of it. Um, I just, I was really happy with the color palette, the color story with it. And um, yeah, the amount of dimension that that look had. So I was very proud of that one.
1: Wow. Um, The description alone is insane. Seeing the content too, also crazy. Uh, All right. So, I mean, you talked about the passion that you have for makeup and for painting and for artistry. Uh, But you also mentioned your passion for content creation uh, and you've been recognized for exactly that, being nominated and winning an American Influencer Award. So tell me first what it was like to be nominated when you got the word that that had happened. Break it down.
2: Being nominated for an award, like like for the American Influencer Awards, is something that I'm sure almost every makeup artist uh, and creator dreams of mm-hmm. um, it's something that i definitely would have wanted for myself in the future and i did not expect it to come so soon so it was definitely a shock when i got nominated um, incredibly exciting yeah
1: uh did you think that you were gonna win i mean you said you weren't expecting it to be nominated necessarily so early on in your career but i mean you won it which is you know again congratulations
2: yeah, yeah. oh my god what was goodness. going through your head So many things. Um, Definitely a lot of shock on that. I mean, I, (laughs) I, yeah, yeah, I had hoped that my talent and that the space that I create on my platform um, of positivity and inclusivity um, Mm -hmm. and just a lot of love. um, I get emotional even talking about (laughs) it. Very, very, yeah, very happy to be able to, you know, live that in my day to day. But I was hoping that my talent would be able to speak for that and give me an opportunity at winning and give it a shot. I mean, the, the day of the show, I didn't have my hopes up very high. So when Andy Cohen said make up madhouse, I, I mean, I started crying. We were all screaming. So mm-hmm. It was absolutely
1: incredible. Yeah. Oh, such a cool experience. And again, congratulations. Well-deserved. So <laughs> oh Yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the different platforms. I mean, you said initially you started on Instagram, had a lot of success on Snapchat. Excuse me. I was going to say TikTok. We're going to talk about TikTok. So TikTok has been the slow burner Uh, But content creators like yourself have really had a lot of explosive success, honestly, with the unique content. I mean, Instagram expects a certain thing. TikTok really wants you to rip that wide open. So talk to us about what it's like to be such a successful content creator on TikTok. Just like general. What do you like about it?
2: Yeah. TikTok is definitely a place without limits. You know, you can really Mm. explore and get imaginative. Um, And sometimes that's a challenge in itself to be able to come (laughs) up with those ideas and figure out the transitions and everything. But um, to have a platform where you can create one video and have it go viral and you gain all these followers and the support and people can like fall in love with you in one video, which is Mm -hmm. just a very, very cool opportunity. Um, And of course, that doesn't happen with every video you create. But um, yeah, to have had part of that success on TikTok has been really, really exciting. um, And it makes you want to continue being on there. So for myself... I've had a handful of videos get that three, four or five million views. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever one of those takes off, I mean, you want to check your phone every once in a while and see how many views have increased. So, um, yeah, it's it, it's a place of opportunity, I will
1: say. Oh, that's really well put, actually, because people can be freaked out. I mean, l- not everybody is going to wind up with the you know kind of success that you've had. Um, but there's that sort of crapshoot that you might, I mean, to your point, like this video could go viral. Uh, Not everyone will, but you know, this one could. So let's talk a little bit about your perspective on how it's changed things for the industry. Uh, Most content creators that are in the hair or beauty space are trying to get into TikTok, again, to different levels of success. It's almost an expectation now that people are generating content. How do you feel about that? I mean, is it a good pressure, a bad pressure, it's not really the TikTok of it all that matter. Like talk to us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's definitely an interesting point of conversation with TikTok. I will say that I started, I was very hesitant about joining um mm-hmm. because it does feel like a decently sized on taking um before starting, you know, especially mm-hmm. if it is a foreign place for you. If you don't have much idea on how to create, where to start. It can be a lot and it can be Mm -hmm. overwhelming, but I feel like having it as a tool for your business, for your, you know, building your brand, your hair, your makeup, it is, you can get really creative with it and it can help you build your art as well and see what people like to see So it's a great place to build an audience Mm -hmm. for the beauty and hair community. It can also be a great place to connect and to build inspiration and get inspiration Mm -hmm. and share inspiration. Um, One of the really cool elements of that is the different trends that come up um, and being able to jump on a trend, whether that's a video, whether it's a makeup trend, um, for example, There was the emoji um, makeup that everyone was doing, and I've done two of them so far. Um, And you're almost guaranteed like for some of them to get a lot of views. So being able to recognize those things and um, try and do them if you have the time um, can be a great way to start. And another point that I think is really important is Understanding that social media and TikTok are not going to be the end all be all. Um, it can be, like I said, overwhelming. So yep. you have to have the mental capacity and the energy to add it to everything that you're already doing. Um, and some days, you know, you might not have that energy. So you might yep. have to say, I can't film this extra TikTok today. And I believe that that's okay because we have to take care of ourselves in order to keep
1: creating. No, that's a great point. And I think that that helps people that are thinking through do I want to make this investment in time and energy? Like, you know, if it's not feeling right, like, don't do it. Take a deep breath, like, come back to it. The platform is going to be there. The audience is, you know, hopefully going to be there as well. Right. Uh, what is your sort of formula for cool content? I mean, like, we don't want you to give away all of the secret sauce, clearly, but like some tips, like what has you found? Because, you know, part of what people say about the TikTok algorithm is that it changes so much, it's hard to wrap your head around. And so it's super individualized in terms of people creating content and having success. So for you, what are some things that have worked and maybe things that haven't worked?
2: Sure. Yeah. To put it in a general perspective, um, one of the top points is going to be consistency. Mm. As I was just saying, you know, you need to take those breaks when you need to take them, but having a consistent um, release of content will allow your audience to keep seeing your videos, keep giving you likes, and then you get more interaction. Um, But some of the elements of video creating that can be really engaging. Um, I mean, first off the bat, you want to capture their attention. You don't want a 10 second intro because people will swipe away within the first two seconds (laughs) and um, picking good music, trending music. A lot of the times I find myself wanting to find the right song because it fits with the makeup that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But
1: of course, you
2: know, in the end, is it about me picking the music that goes with my art or, are we trying to get views? So mm-hmm. sometimes you're asking yourself those questions. Sure. Um, also learning how to do transitions. Um, at least <laughs> for hair and makeup, I feel like that applies pretty well. Um, I'm still in the learning process for that, and trying to you know figure out new ones all the time. But yeah, there's a lot of different elements that can turn a good video into a great video.
1: Ugh. Thank you for the insight. I mean, honestly, like that from someone like yourself, I'm sure the audience is going to be told about, uh, because yeah, like at the end of the day, like it's, it's a human platform where like, you've got to figure out what works for you. And yeah, so I'm sure that yeah. they're going to be appreciative of those insights. <laughs> uh, awesome. Talk to us a little bit about trends that you don't think worked. Uh, so, I mean, we talked about like the emoji of it all and like, you're almost guaranteed to get success things that you saw that were trending on the platform that you were just like, no, I'm not going to get into that. Like, that's not for me. Or is it not a case? Like, are you down to try everything? Talk to us a little bit. about that. Yeah.
2: I think for the most part, um, I just have a personal preference of like the lip syncing videos. I will say Mm -hmm. some of them are cute, but they are not my style. That's (laughs) That's good.
1: That's good. That's good to know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And like, sometimes I do them if I think the music isn't too cringy, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's, the fine line that I bring myself to, where like I'll try all these new things, but I get to that line, and I'm like, I don't think I want to bring my art to that next place, that different place. That's but good. it works for some people, so hey. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, and and part of the the like putting yourself there as a con- out there as a content creator, excuse me. Is knowing what is for you, and maybe not everything's for you. And again, I'm sure that our audience is going to appreciate that.
2: Yeah, and you Ugh. want to stay authentic to yourself, um, even when you're trying new things. You know, sometimes you have those limits, and that's that's good to know about yourself.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, cool. Well, we are going to get into our quick takes. These are the questions that we ask every single one of our guests. We're looking for the fire response. Uh, yes. Don't think about it for too long. Yeah. First up is bar soap or body wash. Which is it?
2: Okay, I'm going with body wash. I want to love bar soap, but I can't.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that seems to be the, the thing for most guests. We all understand, like, the plastics, the... Mm, the I want to try. Although there are, like... Right, exactly. We want the, the bar soap, but, you know, in reality. All right. We talked a little bit about, uh, very, very briefly, pandemic and having more time on our hands. You parlayed that into content creation and exploring your artistry, which is again, why you're racking up all of these views and these followers and these partnerships, which we were thrilled about for you, for others, they didn't necessarily do that. And instead they streamed something. So it was either music, it was TV, it was movies, whatever. So tell us if you're streaming something right now, Mm -hmm. what is it? Because everybody that listens to the podcast is always looking for something else.
2: Okay. I think it's a hidden gem. Um, The great pottery throwdown. It is on. Oh my God.
1: Yes, I'm obsessed
2: with it. It is the British baking of pottery.
1: Mm-hmm. Truly excellent, excellent taste. I am obsessed with that entire like. It's it's so good, so good. Fully cosign, fully cosign that. Okay, so you are a beauty artist doing tons of makeup for yourself for others, as we established. The lucky few. What is one product that you cannot live without?
2: Yeah, so this is a palette that was created by a makeup artist. Um, It's Mm -hmm. called the Blends Palette by Blend Bunny Cosmetics. It is my go to. It has all the colors, all the pigmentation. I'm obsessed with it.
1: What happens when they don't make it any longer?
2: Oh, that can't happen. I will not allow it. I will get in contact.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I had a feeling you were going to say that. Okay. All right. Last question that we've got. Advice for those who want to make it to the top of their industry. So maybe they're not a makeup artist, maybe they're a hairstylist. There's probably some things that you've learned along the way that would be relevant. So how do you get to the top?
2: Yeah, um, I've, it's a combination of a couple things for me: practice, okay. releasing perfection. There's not a goal of perfection and consistency. So whatever time you have available, you know, taking that time to practice, but also just wanting to be better and to grow, but not not with the goal of perfection.
1: All right. One last thing. This is what we ask of all of our guests. And that is to like, let's expand our horizons a little bit. So for our listeners, they maybe don't follow the people that are inspiring you, but they might be inspired by those folks just the same. So if you could, Carrie, who are some people in your space that you think our listeners should know about?
2: Yeah, I've got a couple talented friends that I would love to share with you. Um, So I'm gonna start with Kanisha Shayna. She was also on Fake Up with me, but on the other season, Um, she's very talented. She didn't have enough time on the show, but she is a mom and a business owner and a makeup artist. And I, she just has a wonderful heart and I would love for more people to see her.
1: Amazing. Love that. All about it.
2: We've also got Jada Desiree. She's an underrated makeup artist. She was actually on fake up with me. We sat next to each other. She got eliminated too early and it broke my heart, but more people need to see her work. She's so talented too and creates very cool looks. And one more for you is one of my best friends. Her name is Mackenzie Catrin. She is a creative makeup artist. She is also an author. And she is just one of the most inspiring people in my life. And yeah, I think she is a very talented person and people need to hear her story. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, Definitely check her out. Mackenzie Catrin. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay. That was so generous of you, Carrie. This is incredible. Kanisha, Jada, Mackenzie will link out to them as well in the show notes. So our listeners can go and discover their content as well. Thank you for spreading the love could not be a better way to end this. Thank you so much for your time, Carrie. This was an absolute pleasure. Make sure before we wrap that you plug the heck out of your channels. Where can people find you? Please let them know.
2: Yes. So on all platforms, uh, everything is Makeup Madhouse. We have Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, I haven't posted on YouTube in a minute, but we have YouTube Makeup Madhouse.
1: (laughs) Okay, easy enough. And we will link to all of those within the show notes. Again, thank you so much for joining us in the volume Up podcast. Thank
2: you so, so much. This was a blast.
0: I mean, that was a fun interview, Jeff.
1: So interesting. And I'm incredibly excited to see now. I mean, we've recorded and she was wearing the look. Now it's live. Totally we're going to share that so you guys can see it. It's so good. Now, she was like a breath of fresh air. We had talked with, you know, Kenya just before. Now we're sort of dipping into skin and makeup, which is exciting for yes. the Volume Up podcast and yeah, I mean, unexpected, totally different sort of take on the content creation process and Loved that she was all about taking care of her mental health and sort of talking about the pressures and I mean, just really an open book and a lot of fun to talk about. So I'm glad that you liked it. And I hope that all of our listeners enjoyed it too.
0: Indeed. So if you do, be sure to hit subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the tease and send in questions to volumeup at thetease.com.
1: Volume Up is a tease media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Madeline Hickey. Brian Daly is our editor and audio engineer. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode.